You die once, and suddenly you're not invisible. Explore the story of Heed, who was a corpse for a while, but is back to life and trying to learn about just what had happened, only to discover the story is far stranger than that. Inspired by manga, Alter X Artifact is a new LGBTQ webcomic for mature readers revolving around magic and political espionage. This comic features fantastic elements, gripping storytelling, and impressive visuals that pull you into the strange but fascinating world of the comic. Alter X Artifact explores themes of magic, dreams, and relationships, all while deftly weaving a compelling mystery with eye-catching visuals. You're still in time to enjoy the exciting prologue as well, but you gotta hurry over on to the website. So, if you're looking for your next weekly webcomic read, you need to go to alterxartifact.com. That is alterxartifact.com. Now back to the show. Gentlemen, I have one question for you. Yeah? Are you ready for an experience? I mean, it depends on the experience. <laughs> I'm ready for a lot of experiences, but not <laughs> all of them. Uh, alrighty. Oh, it's I gotta do the thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's your week, here. buddy. <laughs> okay. It's a mic episode. Oh damn it! <laughs> okay, Starting let me just, just let me just like check one. Let me just check my notes here and uh, hello, welcome to the distraction hole with ah fuck it I don't know. This is distraction <laughs> hole. We're here. What are you doing? What are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing clothes, motherfucker. As I told you guys before we jumped on air, I'm sitting right in my underwear because it's too damn hot. Mm, yes, this this uh, hell heat is. Yeah. Taking its toll. David, you saying that reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where Krusty had the all- Secret Offshore's Bahamas account, and the guy was just, oh, crap, it is <laughs> yes. too hot today. <laughs> just fanning himself. That's you. Pretty much. I have a fan literally right like right next to me blowing <laughs> into my armpit. Yeah, so if you hear a lot of noises in the background, it's mostly fans and things to keep us from dying. And it's so. only fans. Only fans. <laughs> no, no, that's not true because uh, there is a 3D printer, which I'll get into later. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to crawl into 3D printer. <laughs> so, Mike, who no. are we? So, we are we are three guys. Three I'm assuming brothers. three, three uh, individual entities. Do we have names? Um, yes. Uh, one of us is known as Kevin. Hi. Is that Kevin? I can't tell. Hi, I'm Kevin. <laughs> the other one is David. Hi, I'm David. And then there, what's the the third guy's name? Um, uh, Marcus? No, <laughs> no, that's the other show. Uh, Mike. Oh, that's me, Mike. Oh, it's not okay. Robert Evans. No, not Robert. Not Robert Evans. Okay. And uh, we're here to distract you with what we distract ourselves with. I'm glad you didn't say we're here to distract you with our holes. We're, we're no, distract- in two and a half that's, minutes, and that, this is the most chaotic recording we've that, ever had. That is an OnlyFans, where you distract people with your holes. Only holes. 
Only voles. <laughs> only voles. Oh, right? Only voles in them holes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we are here to talk about the things that we have been doing this week that have kept us sane and from melting into puddles of human goop. Mmm, goop. Best intro we've done. Uh, <laughs> Who wants to go first? Yeah, who? Hey, that's my line. Sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's uh, natural controlling my, instinct is my kicking natural in. host is kicking in. Yes. So, so which one of you wants to throw down and go first? I'll go. Why the fuck not? Okay, go ahead. All right. So I'll go middle. There's a lot of stuff that I've been distracting myself with lately, but uh, me and our roommate Gage just got done recently going through uh, the Mission Impossible film series. And, you know, I I saw the first one, mm-hmm. and then I saw the second one, and I'm and this is like in order of release. Like, when the second one came out on DVD, I was invited over to a former friend's house. And we watched it. And you know what? I never watched another one again until this watch through. Mm. Two was so goddamn bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing a watch through again right now. I'm, I'm currently on five. But, um, yeah, two okay. Two is rough. Oh, yeah. No, it's a John Woo, John Woo movie disguised as a Mission Impossible movie. And it's not good. It's a woo-woo movie. A woo-woo. So, here's the thing that I really need to preface all this with. I love Mission Impossible. Now, I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about the fucking TV shows. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I adored Mission Impossible. Like, I saw some of the old 60s series, and I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. And then the new series came out in 88, and I was like, that was like when I really got into television because we had, like, that, Star Trek The Next Generation, MacGyver, like... Knight Rider just ended, probably, I guess, maybe. But, like, you know, we were in a golden age of shitty 80s television. <laughs> and this was, hey, remember that show? Here's more of it. It was a sequel, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a remake. We weren't doing remakes at the time. Now, so they get Peter Graves back. Now, now here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. There are people who only know of Mission Impossible through the movies. How does that make you feel? It's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. It does not piss me off at all because, um, I mean, seriously, the movies have been around longer than uh, either of the shows ran. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And, like, the the original TV show, you know, the IMF Force, the basic idea is uh, Jim Phelps, is the leader of this team, and at the beginning of every episode, like in the movies, he gets his mission, and then he'll go through his dossiers and pick out members of the team, which originally it was like him and Barney, which was an African-American tech genius, which I really want to point that out. 1960s, co-lead of the series as a black dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Barney is uh, the tech guy. And then they would have guest stars. They would have, like, some recurring people, but that was their excuse for a guest star. They would have a guest star come on as a specialist. And the conceit of the show was these people had, like, jobs out in the real world that gave them the expertise needed for missions. Mm. 
So there was always like an actress, uh, you know, Barney the tech guy, some scientist or other that was brought in as an expert on so, something. That's so how you're they telling me that. that the IMF is using freelancers? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's so, like Fiverr like, for secret agents. Much like jobs today, you know, they, they hire, you know, temporaries. As much as it sucks, yes. Yeah. So... The show ran for a while. Uh, they had, like, Walter Matthau. Not Walter Matthau. I can't remember Leonard his Nimoy? name. The other... Well, Leonard Nimoy replaced him. Mm. Martin Landau. That's who I'm thinking mm, of. Okay, Martin okay. Landau. Uh, and his wife were both on there. And they left after a time. And Leonard Nimoy took his place as a new dude that was the master disguise guy. All right. So, show ends... They bring it back in 88. First show shot uh, for the U.S. entirely in Australia. And it was going to be a complete uh, reboot. And then they were like, well, let's just bring Peter Graves back and make it a sequel. Mm -hmm. So their tech expert is the actor is the son of the guy that played Barney in the original series. And he was just like, tried out for the role and got it, so they rewrote him to be the son of Barney. Hell yeah. So, the, and then that meant they could bring Barney back into the 88 series every now and again. Anyway, the show also was the first time, the 88 show, they showed the first person get, like, disavowed. Mm-hmm. Like, the actress get, uh, that was the, you know, the female character that was the actress got killed halfway through the first season. And they had to pick somebody else. So, kind of neat. Yeah. Anyway. I've only... I'm, I've seen more of the movies, and I have episodes of either of the two seasons, or the, right. either of the two versions of the show, because I, I think I've yeah. maybe only seen, like, a handful. Yeah. Well, the, the 88 series, the first episode, is up on YouTube, and I do recommend checking it out, because it's funny watching John DeLancey from Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> be the guest villain as an assassin. Oh, that's cool. With a cigarette gun. <laughs> so, definitely something to check out. <laughs> but the thing that a lot of people don't realize about the first movie, the Brian De Palma film, it is a sequel to the 1988 TV series. Mm. Like, you know how it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Voight. Angelina Jolie. John Voight is playing the Peter Graves role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd read something about that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't too sure about it. But you know, so, you, so you're telling me that like it was originally supposed to be Peter Graves' character. Yeah, and his comment was something along the lines of, I didn't play a fucking patriot for like 30 goddamn years to turn into the bad guy in your shitty movie, so go to hell. <laughs> Spoiler! Uh, <laughs> but um, they they offered like roles to everybody from the original series, but the plan was to kill them off in that first mission. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, and all of them turned it down. So, mm-hmm. new person playing Jim, and then like a whole new team and Tom Cruise. So now was Ethan uh, Hunt a character in the shows? He was. He was not. No one else in there was a character from the show. Okay. Just Jim. So, uh, 
Yeah, Ethan was the master of disguise in that, you know. He was kind of the Martin Landau character, mm-hmm. or the Leonard E. Moy character, and he just kind of got thrust in the, into the Jim Phelps role after that first one. Well, like, Ethan Hunt's, like, one of those characters who does, like, everything. They don't really yeah, have... Yeah, he really is. Like, the, the most specialization you have is you have, like, a computer guy, and even then, like, then when they introduce Benji, like... Again, it's that there's a little bleed through in the roles are all multi right. Yeah, which and they also that's the other thing that I that is interesting about the movies. They definitely moved away from the well. He's a prof- she's a professional actress, and they definitely went for well. They're all like ex CIA or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Now and, they're just all old spooks. Yeah, they're just, definitely old. They're not getting younger. Can we talk about how silly the name IMF is? Like, uh, Impossible oh. Mission Force? Oh, yeah, no, it's obviously a conceit from the 60s, but <laughs> yes. It, it sounds like a uh, mid-90s techno group. <laughs> yeah, IMF, with their hit, Oongscha. Yeah. But, uh, like, seriously, I love the movies because it's a continuation of the same series. Mm-hmm. And... They're different animals, but I love them. Well, and I like that you don't have to have seen the original shows in order to like oh, no. get into the film series. In um, fact, I recommend but, but you don't get it into helps. them. It's interesting. Yeah, I would I would recommend if you not to get into the original series and the eighty eight sequel if you're a big fan of the movies because the first movie's just gonna piss you right the fuck off. <laughs> um, you know. I'm trying to figure out what my favorite's been so far, because I've seen five of them, and I still think mm-hmm. Ghost Protocol is my absolute favorite. Well, I've seen one through six. Didn't watch two on this redo, because fuck uh, two. Uh, four's my favorite. Yeah, that, that, that would be Ghost Protocol. Ghost my favorite. Um, I kind of feel like five was still better than six, but there's a lot I liked about six. I, I would probably... Based on what, because I've only seen five of them so far, I would right, probably right, right. rank them four, one, five, three, two. You know what? That's actually my order as well with six coming in. Uh, kind of fighting with five a little bit, mm. but it, it's been so long since I've seen them. Not, not like a long, long time, but a couple of years. Yeah, they all just kind of run together into they us. Kind of, they kind of do this, in like, a way. Tom Cruise smile jumping off of buildings blur. I, I do like that every movie there's a progressively insane stunt that he wants to do. Yes. And they let him do Which it. Which one? Um, so, so, so how many movies until the stunt just kills him? Oh, I give it like eight or nine. The, like, the, like the what, what movie just came happen. out? So eight or nine more or... No, no. In eight or nine, Tom Cruise which, will which die one just on came set. out? Mission Impossible uh, Nine. Tom Cruise so fucking so, dies. So, yeah. so yeah, the next movie or the movie after? Yeah, that's my guess because it's getting insane. Like, um, um, like all, all the stunts are. I think my favorite was in five with the uh, with him jumping onto the airplane and the airplane taking off. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that was fucking crazy. And they kept opening the wrong door and everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and here's the thing, like, Tom Cruise's Ethan gets funnier as the series goes on. He does. Like, like the part where he basically dies in part five for just a little bit and comes back. And wakes up stupid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like... (laughs) 
I, I wouldn't have expected that from him. Oh, oh yeah, no. And then he does like the hood slide and just doesn't stop <laughs> and falls off the car. <laughs> yeah, no, th- that's the thing. As much as I complain about Tom Cruise as a human being and a Scientologist, he is such a good fucking actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would not have gotten this far if he wasn't a good actor. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he just was look fantastic. at uh, just look at uh, Travolta. Oh my god. Oh, no, tra- I think Travolta oh has god. his like place. Like, I don't think he's terrible he's one note he, he was a good but, danny uh, zuko and he was a good vincent vega but but you know he t- uh travolta is what happens when with scientology when you're not probably one of the top 10 actors of all time oh yeah well also when you have a shitty agent and you keep choosing the wrong movies and we've talked about that there are there are fucking actors that hold their that owe their entire careers to to John Travolta saying no to movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Keanu Reeves being one of them. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I want to see the alternate universe where John Travolta said yes to Mission Impossible. That would be fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I got to jump out of this plane. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm got to attempt this mission. God. Uh, so, so six is the one with your husband in it, right? Um, uh, what What's his name? Um, Cavill. Cavill, yeah. Henry Cavill? Yes. yes. The, one, the one where he gets ready to box and his beard gets bigger? Yeah, I, I saw, yeah. I, in one of the trailers for that movie, I recall distinctly seeing at one point where he like pumps his fist to get ready to fight. Yes. And you hear guns click. Like, it sounds That's like, yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. But but no, he because during that, that movie... doesn't do it in the movie. <laughs> during that movie, he was doing uh, reshoots for uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. That movie is why we have the CGI so, lip. So, yeah, both we have the CGI lip in Justice League, but also, I guess he's trying to keep his beard closer shaved to do that. So, they had to, like, digitally pump his beard up in Mission Impossible. So, it's funny. Mm-hmm. They had to cover it up in Justice League, but make it fuller... In Mission Impossible. It's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I think digital effects have gone too far. Yeah. I think we need to, like, you know, roll that shit back. Now, they're, oh. they, they have a use, but they're they're not... They're now a crutch for the yeah. for Hollywood. Now, as far as 4 goes, do you know why 4 is uh, my favorite? Brad Bird. Yes. Yep. That's it. Right there. Yep. Brad Bird. Yep. Brad Bird fucking nailed it with that one. And you can Who tell... Who do you play? What? <laughs> I'll beat you like a circus monkey. No, also, we got Benji in that one. And Benji mm-hmm. is like the, which that's uh, Simon Pegg's character, for those that don't know. He he is probably the best thing to happen to those movies. I think it's also the funniest of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, no, but it's, also there's a lot like of humor in it. The, the Burj Khalifa climbing sequence. Oh, Christ. And with the gloves. And how funny it is, too. And I'm just like, you guys are insane. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're shockingly entertaining. Like, I know some people have, like, a bad, I had a bad opinion of them because of two, because two just was, like, it took itself so fucking seriously. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, you get J.J. Abrams in, which you can tell it's a J.J. Abrams movie because it's just full of red spheres. Well, (laughs) I think three also had the best villain, uh, because that was Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yes. Okay. And he, Fair. he it's two villains. It's two villains, uh but he's he's the one with like the most menace. Yeah. Well, another thing I'm digging about this series is that it the continual acknowledgement of the films that have come before. Mhm. Yeah, it kicks into like overdrive I'm, I'm, on 4. 
specifically. I'm not going to say how, but in in five, no, six, four. One thing that did get me. I'm sorry to jump around like this. But <laughs> All right, four, three, eight. When Tom Cruise shows up and the dude with the long blonde hair is there and sort of shrugs and puts a bag on his head, that's the same dude from Mission Impossible 1 that did the same thing. Hmm. They, they brought the actor back as a joke. That's neat. And there is a, there's a character that pops up in 6 that is a huge callback to 1 and Max. So, so uh, of all the actors who have, like, a one-off role in the movies, who is your favorite? Hmm. Because you can't have a character who appears in multiple movies. You have to pick a one-off character. Actor. Okay. That's a tough one. Yeah, okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I I want to say him, but I'm going to go with Jean Reno uh, in the first one. Oh! Where he comes... Oh, where yeah. He, where he literally flies the helicopter through the tunnel and, like... In a really dickish move, tries to kill Ethan with the blade. Yes, yes. Um, actually, that one of my favorite parts about the first one and Tom Cruise is that you know how he does the magic trick with the disc, mm-hmm. and of course, it being Tom Cruise, he learned how to do magic tricks just for that one scene. Mm-hmm. And the way that was done was just great. The whole thing, and of course, it. You know, turns out, no, he did have the disc, and Tom Cruise fooled him because Tom Cruise. You know, that, I keep calling him Tom Cruise and right? Tom not Cruise. Ethan Hunt. You know, that that first movie really holds up, I think. Like, it does. Like, the, Except the early 90s CGI title, not so much, mm-hmm. but, like, the well, rest of the movie, like, that, that wire stunt in the server room, still iconic. Oh, yeah. Now, what doesn't hold up is... Motherfuckers, that's not how email works. <laughs> I well, know what yeah, you're yeah. About. Max all. at max.com. Okay, yeah, seriously. And, and the funny thing is, it's not even on max.com, it's on Paramount Plus. So, <laughs> uh, but like the email thing didn't hold up. I actually love the title in the first one because it is a direct homage to the opening sequence. Actually, all the movies do this for the most part. Yeah. Mostly. The original series always starts with a hand lighting a fuse and the fuse going and the opening credits of each episode is cut together of scenes from that episode. Yeah. So every episode of the show had a different opening with it cut to the music. Bum, Probably bum, expensive. Bum, 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 and uh, they've kept that up with the, the movies and that just, you know brings joy to my twisted little heart. <laughs> you know, the, the first movie is closest to the TV show as I remember it. It is. After that, it kind of becomes its own beast, but that's okay. Well, it became Tom Cruise going, I want to jump off of something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. It's fine. What's, because it's always in the name of espionage. What, what is the craziest thing you can insure us for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't see how they still have an insurance company. No kidding. Like... I mean, they they have to be signing waivers for that. There's there's no way they could get actual insurance for that. Yeah, I love that the 3D printer in the background of your <laughs> audio mic sounds like someone running an old dot matrix printer with like the spru- the, the the dotted thing yeah. on the side. <laughs> it, it it has something rattling in there. I need to figure out what it is. Um, but no, uh, 
I mean, they, they Tom Cruise must sign a contract that says if he dies while making this movie, the studio just gets all his money or something. That's the only thing I can think of. It's, yeah, it's got to be you something because there's no way they're still being insured. I, I just have to give the guy credit because I also saw Top Gun Maverick and like it hold. It, it's good. Like he, I need to. I, I need to watch that. Good blockbusters. No, that's that's yeah. I mean, here's the thing: as much as I've bitched about Tom Cruise over the years, Look, I love too many of his movies. I I I was a Tom Cruise like hater, like yeah. as far as actor. I mean, I hate him, the man as a individual. But uh, until I saw uh, oh, what was that the Michael Mann movie? Oh uh, God, Collateral. Uh, Collateral. Yes. No, seeing that, you're like, okay, this guy can really fucking act. Yeah, you played a bad guy. I mean, goddamn. I mean, and, and he played like you realize there that he plays Tom Cruise in a movie just because that's what the director wants. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, come on, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tropic Thunder. That's another one. I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough I've clips. I've seen the to clips know. of him in Tropic Thunder yeah. as a big fat overweight producer, and it's fucking hilarious. I want him to do more comedies, actually, or just do more. You know, anything that's not yeah. Tom Cruise. I mean, hell, I even like. Fucking what's that movie? Uh, Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually like Jerry Maguire. But, but, but if he doesn't play Tom Cruise, then you don't get Top Gun Maverick, and you don't get Mission Impossible. So, well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying you know you, you it's if that's your if that's your you know steak or chicken. Well, I want some sides too. I want some potatoes sure. of fair, like you fair. know Tropic Tom. Thunder or some some like. Corn, uh, which was I don't know, what's what would be the Corn Tom Cruise? I think he, I would like to see him him be let's like, say legend second fiddle more often. Like even with oh, yeah. like Tropic Thunder, yeah. he was like fourth oh, yeah. he was fiddle, like, but like yeah, he was. Yeah. But you, you a get the sense that role yeah, you sure. don't get the sense that he's ever like willing to step behind someone else to prop him up, except I mean? in Collateral. Yeah. Because okay. that was that was uh, yeah I think I think that you know Jamie Foxx's movie and I don't, I don't know if that if that's Tom Cruise doing that or is just like his agent or yeah. maybe it's Scientology that wants him to do that and he's able to just fight back a few times for you know friends yeah. to do you know projects for them I, I don't know. know I think on that when he was willing to do it because Michael fucking man mm-hmm. yeah that and you know I'm I'm pretty sure there was some you know. Maybe just wanted to work with Michael Mann. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's what it was. Because I mean, but I, shit, I, I can I can Michael see Mann. that Scientology is very the Scientology. Oh, what's the guy's name in Scientology? Miscavige. Miscavige. I'm sure Miscavige has a heavy hand. In it's the either Miscavige or Miscavige, and I really don't give a shit which is correct. Yeah. I just want to know where his wife is. <laughs> we'll never fucking know. A uh, a. Uh, 55 gallon barrel in uh, Tampa Bay. I think his wife is nearby where I live. I honestly think. Oh, no. Because I live near Golden uh, Golden Base. You better get a shovel and get her out. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, watch out for you know, <laughs> people following you and you know, right. trying to audit you. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll have to tell my Scientology story sometime. Oh, please. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll do that next week. Yeah. So, um,. Before we close this out, yeah. um, Mike, do you remember having a favorite uh, Mission Impossible movie? Like I said, they kind of run together. 
I okay. can't really remember elements of any one particular movie. Usually you okay. remember because... a stunt. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite stunt? That'll tell us what your favorite movie is. Yeah. I I can only remember the ones you... Okay, so name them off because I can't okay, remember Okay, there's them. the train in Mission Impossible 1. Mm-hmm. There's jousting on motorcycles in 2, which is the dumbest <laughs> goddamn thing okay, in the world. That was hilarious. Uh, what's one from three, David? Three was skydiving into the building. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah, because they had the air vents on the top of the building, and he had to skydive. Oh no, was that two? That was two. Okay, because oh. I didn't, I didn't watch that one on the watch through. So. Oh man, uh, I'm trying to remember what three. That was, was the J.J. Abrams one, and I can't remember, but like, four had him climbing the building with the. The suction, the electronic that was the suction Burge Kafka. Yes. Uh, five had him drown <laughs> in a tank, and uh, six was fucking a fight with crashing helicopters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which that was pretty fucking cool too. Is he? It, okay. As much as I bitch about him jousting on a motorcycle, it was way cooler when it was him <laughs> and Henry Cavill. Jousting with helicopters. <laughs> Bet they okay. didn't do that live. Uh, you got to watch the movie. There's some CG in there, but I can imagine Tom Cruise got away with a fucking lot on that. I, I just want to try to catch up with six before I go to the theater and see seven because I want to see seven yeah. while it's in theaters. And, and seven has something to do with like a crawling out of climbing out of an airplane, right? I don't know. I hadn't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen seven? No. Seven's in theaters now. Oh, so. Still in theaters. Yeah. That's what I've seen on the, the trailers and stuff. It's like okay. him hanging on the outside of a plane. That was in five. Yeah, that was five. Yeah. That was five. We'll, we'll just say seven. Mike's favorite is four. I was going to say Mike's favorite's two because the motorcycle jousting <laughs> just sounds Christ, stupid. No. Jesus, it sounds Mike, cool until you it's, watch it. It's, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's, 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 no, it's I'm thinking of the with Metallica in it. No, it's not good. No, I'm I'm thinking <laughs> of the motorcycle fight from oh, what was that called? The name of that movie? Omega Force, the one where the no. guy had the rocket motorcycle. No, no, it was a more modern movie. Oh, okay. With the with the the women that were fighting on motorcycles, but they weren't wearing helmets. I have was no idea. Drive driven? Oh, some weird. It was bad. It was like. Super bad. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, my last thing I'm going to say while I'm on this subject is uh, you want to check out a decent Tom Cruise movie that's not an action movie, check out Vanilla Sky. It's quite good. Mm. Also, check you out don't really Legend. Know what's... It's basically the Legend yeah. of Zelda. Sure. <laughs> but the one thing about the... Um, about Vanilla Sky is it also has Kurt Russell in it, and I love Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, there it is. Uh, Torque. Name of the movie was Torque. Torque. It is terrible. But these women, they like, they're both not wearing helmets, and they're like swinging the back end of the motorcycles at each other like they're throwing punches. It is amazingly bad. <laughs> like, awful. But. Mike, funny because it's so terrible. bad. I need it you is. to do me a favor. Hmm. Never tell Gage about this because he <laughs> will make me watch it. <laughs> it, is, it is the worst, 
one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but nice. it is it is so it gets to the so bad it's funny phase, okay. especially if you know anything about cars and motorcycles. Yeah, a little bit, but not enough. So that being said, I'm done. Uh, Mike, did you say you wanted to go next? Yeah. So um, I've been doing a few things. Um, the most alluded to earlier, and the most recent thing is. Uh, so I have I've had a couple of 3D printers for a while. A couple, a couple. in the Paul Hamblin so, sense, in that it's like twelve. So, <laughs> so I have uh, one I bought. The first one I bought. Um, what about? Two, three years ago? Two years ago, I think. No, so, maybe it was three. I, I know, remember I bought it with uh, with uh, Daddy Trump stimulus money. Put if that uh, ages it any. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, and so I bought it, and I fell into the hole of uh, upgrades. Like, for, yeah. at first it was just 3D printing upgrades. Like, you know, you got a, you got a thing that can make plastic bullshit. So obviously you can't once you print the few things you th- you know thought about before you bought it start thinking well what can I make next so then you find oh people have made upgrades for these printers oh I'll just print those print those you put them on you're like okay now now what and then I start thinking about actual upgrades like changing you know the motherboard changing you know the the hot end which is basically like the hot glue gun that squirts out you know molten plastic. <laughs> Um, and all this, so settle down. This is a PG thirteen yeah. show. No, it's not. No, fuck it is. Um, and so, Ropey, so long story short, I ended up to a point where the fucking thing doesn't work. <laughs> he modded it out of commission. I three D yeah. printed a three D printer to three D print. Yeah, and so I had a friend. Oh, and, and in some time in this time, I also bought... So this is a what they call an FDM printer, which, like I said, it's like a hot glue gun. It's like a robot holding a hot glue gun of plastic. And it, it squirts out the plastic in a pattern and just does it layer by layer. And eventually you have a fucking dildo or something, whatever you're printing. Is anyone else getting <laughs> um, hard right now? Yeah. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. So, I'm about half mass. Then I also bought a SLA printer, which is a, uh, I'm trying to remember what SLA stands for. Slow, loving, awesome. I think it's, I think it's, uh, oh shit, something lith- lithography. I can't remember. But anyway, it uses light, it uses resin in a vat, and it uses UV reactant resin. Oh, oh, so, so it's a sticky load apparatus. Yes. Yes, it is a. Oh, well, it's not really sticky. Um, but anyway. Ooey gooey. But that that's that one makes very fine detail. So if you want to pirate, I mean, print your own custom, you know, Warhammer miniatures. <laughs> no, they are. Uh, it's what they said on the site I found was the uh, n- the generic green space warrior men. Or or. Uh, Space Knights. Yes, that is what we're like Space that. Elves. Yes, so so if you want to print those kind of things, that's the best one because it does very fine detail and it's in a, you know, kind of solid plastic. Um, but So I bought those and messed with that for a while, but then I had a friend decide, just he's like, move, decides he wants to move so, out of state, so he's like downsizing and he had an older 3D printer and he's like, Mike, I, I hear you like 3D printers. Come come, take this bullshit off me. So I gladly went over there and took the bullshit off of him. 
and it's it's older than my first okay so my first printer was an ender 3 which is like when i bought it, it was like 300 dollars, 250 something like that nowadays they regularly have this printer on sale for a hundred bucks at like micro center um and it, it's been serviceable like i said it worked until i fucked with it too much <laughs> i i i fucked it to death basically <laughs> And, but so he gives me this older printer. It's called a flash forge creator pro or something. It was when it was new, it was like a $1,500 printer, but it was new like five years before the end, my ender three came out. So it's, it works. It's a tank, but it uses older protocols and kind of more proprietary protocols that you have to kind of set up for. But, and it's a smaller build volume, too. It's like, it, it makes stuff probably about the size of, I don't know, five by three inches or something like that. Not nearly as big as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And so I got that, messed with it for a while. Got it running and then decided I just, you know, didn't want to mess with it anymore. I don't know. I just, I, I got it working. This is a theme in my life. I got it working, and then I didn't care anymore. <laughs> so I shoved it under a table because I didn't really have the room for it. And then one of my... In the meantime, during all this, I got a friend into 3D printing, and he's really hardcore about it. He's, like, printing every day. Now, in all fairness, this guy, when you get him into something, becomes really hardcore well, I don't know. a lot so, of stuff. Some things he does, some things he bounces off of, but this stuck... And so he's got like an Etsy shop where he sells things like not a lot, like it's not replaced his you know main job or anything, mm -hmm. but you know, he still sells things. He's got like six printers now, some, in, some at home, some at his office at work. And uh, a friend of his decided he uh, was moving as well. I, I have a thing. Apparently people that move, I'm just going to buy their printers off of them because he was moving and he decided not to take the printer with him and it was, he just lost interest. So I bought yeah. this one from him. It's also a Creelty printer. It's a, but it's uh, a good one. It's a CR 10, which is bigger than the Ender three by about, I would say 50% the build volume, 150%. I meant to say 150% the, the build volume. But I decided when I got this one, I'm not fucking with it until I get the other printer working. So it's currently in the background grinding out some stuff for uh, costumes for Dragon Con. Which we're going to have a couple of Dragon Con episodes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about Dragon Con closer, like before and after Con. Like before, we figure we'll talk about Dragon Con bef the weekend before. We can talk about what we're you know excited about in the weekend after. And the, yeah, that we weekend we can talk about all the things we didn't do that we had planned to do yes because because there's there's like so much stuff to do yeah but anyway so it's it's printing stuff and i i just got it back up so i've had it for six seven months i know i got it sometime mm -hmm. in the, during the winter because it was kind of cold and raining when i picked it up and it is literally i got it home set it up on a folding table made sure it worked and then left it there. Like, just did, didn't do anything with it. Set it on the floor when I needed the room. And 
I I just ignored it. So I'm a terrible person. You're like, a terrible printer father, Mike. Yes. So so and so. I, I know that you're printing out uh, costume pieces for Dragon Con, yeah. but like, is there anything that you find yourself printing a lot of? Like I said, I I know because I I'm I'm bad. I, Again, what Mike spent most of his time printing uh, when he first got it was stuff to put on the printer. Yeah, and so I started looking. So there's a couple of sites where you can get files for them, and one of them is called. Uh, Thingiverse, mm-hmm. and so I have an account on there where I you, know, you can bookmark and favorite things, so you can come back later. And earlier today, I was just looking through because I was looking for something uh, to print. I'm like looking through, going, "Holy shit! There's all this stuff. I could print all this. Oh my god! Why am I not printing this?" <laughs> and it's just it. I don't know. Maybe the only way I can think of is like I got the dopamine high of the 3D printer. And I just like was like, okay, I'm done with it. The, the, I mean, like not consciously, just subconsciously, I was like, I'm done with it. Don't want to fuck with it anymore. The right. thing that I've always wanted, like if I if I had a 3D printer, I think the first thing I would do is print a shit ton of little Pikmin figures and uh, oh. paint them and then put them in like nature photography. Because I've, I've wanted be awesome. to do that for a long time. It's Dude, just, that would be badass, Mike. You should you should like look into that. I mean, I'm pr- pretty sure I can print some. Kevin, if you want to send some to David. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you can literally, like, print them on a little base or something and cover the base up with a little dirt mm-hmm. or whatever, but then just make these little, like, images of Pikmin in the, the garden. Like, I love it. Like, that's what I would I, do. I've, I have a better idea. You print them so they have little spikes on their feet so you can, like, stand them in the dirt. There you go. That would be great. There, now you have a project. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, uh, so Kevin knows since he lives with, you know, we live together. He knows I've I've pontificated about a lot about printers. So he he by osmosis have has absorbed. But if he has any questions, you know, but is there anything you've wondered about three D printers, you know, that I could because I'm I'm not an expert, but I know enough to be dangerous. He's balls deep in him right now, so he can tell you things. No, even though came later than me. I shouldn't name drop, but, you know, you can bleep that out if you want. Um, even though our friend came later to 3D printing, he knows way more. He blew past me, like... You know, oh, yeah. Just just because, like, I got... I don't want to say I got bored of it, but, I don't know, I just lost the fire. And meanwhile, I kind of picked it up a little bit, but we haven't had a 3D printer working, so I haven't been able to print anything. Yeah. Now, I guess maybe I explained 3D printers too well. I don't know. know everything about 3D printers. But, like, uh, I actually just went on Thingiverse, and there's a thing called Duck U, as a hand giving a middle finger that has duck legs under it and a beak and eyes. So, you're literally giving someone the bird. <laughs> so, we're back from, you know, technical fuckery. Um... David apparently disconnected. So, David, I just wanted to ask: Do you have any like 3D printer questions? You have, you know, I know it's not common knowledge about the witchcraft behind it. So, like, if if I have like a 3D object file that someone modeled in Maya or whatever, I could send it to you and you could print it then. So, kind of. So, 
there is some middle work that needs to be done. Like in general, mm -hmm. when you're 3D printing, you're downloading a file called a STL. But from what I understand, I've never done it, but I have looked, you know, I've read a bit about it. You could take basically any 3D model object and find some middleware or plugin for said, you know, software like Blender or Maya to output that model into STL. And once it's an STL, you pull that into your slicing software. So 3D printing is basically just a stack of slices. It's like, you know, a stack of pancakes, but every hmm. pancake is a slightly different shape to, you know, all stack together to become, you know, a, a, a dildo vase. I always go back to dildos just because, you know, long, thin shaft. But yeah, you just stack Again, those layers together. Again, I am together. like half-mast right now. You need to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so in general, yeah, any... I'm pretty sure if you if there's a file format that is a 3D object, someone has made some a apparatus to turn that into an STL, and mm -hmm. any STL can be print you know sliced by pretty much any uh, 3D printer software. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and uh, alt and in fact, called Ultimaker Cura is yeah. uh, probably the the go-to for a lot uh, of them. It depends. It's all, it all depends on which printer you're using. If you're using sure. a uh, Prusa printer, uh, that it has its own software that's better. Um, the Bamboo Labs software does well for its own printer. So, but Cura is the one that has the most reach as far as, you know, it has the widest number of printers that people use it for. Mm -hmm. um, but it's by no means the be-all and all. In fact, there's a uh, a agnostic software called super slicer that I've been meaning to look at because so it's, I mean, I won't get into that. This isn't a pre 3d printer podcast, but it, it is, it is, could have fooled me. It is the, uh, it is a, a software that other 3d soft brand specific or more brand, less brand agnostic softwares use as their base because it's, you know, open source and can be, mm -hmm. you know, modified to... So if you're making a 3D printer, you don't have to start from scratch. You can use this software, tailor it to your needs, mm -hmm. and, you know, do that. Um, well, I was going to say, oh, yeah, but there is a thriving... I wouldn't even call it cottage industry because it's not really, you know, making money at it, but there's so many people that are taking... You know, plundering uh, 3D assets from games and turning them into STLs or, you know, Blender models that then can become STLs. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I mean, if, you, if you've seen any, you know, 3D CG porn of your favorite game characters, you know, you know how that's going. Just Break saying, a it's a thing. Just, just yeah. look at Overwatch, you know. Mm -hmm. And and exactly. there's so much, there's an embarrassing, disturbing amount of Team Fortress Two porn. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. That is just why I'm just going like why. M m meanwhile, I'm just like I want to 3D print an R wing from Star Fox. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, I want to print an Elder Scroll. Yeah. <laughs> And then the worst thing is though when you when you find you have something you really want to 3D print, but no one's made a model of, and it's you know it's mm -hmm. not from a 3D game, so it's not easily you know rippable. 
mm-hmm. like like uh, like I really want a big format uh, model of Sophia the Third from Blaster Master, but the only ones I found are. I found one that's decent, but if you blew it up to a big size, it would just look bad because it's not, you know, very detailed. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, the other thing is, like, if I had a 3D printer, like, I've I've come up with, like, board games and stuff before. It'd be cool yeah. to, like, make Oh, yeah, that's a thing. It. Oh, no. Uh, I've actually 3D printed pieces for it. So I've, I have a friend who, at one point, worked for someone that as a side business did board games Mm. and um my other friend that does 3d printing he he was contracted basically to print pieces and they had this idea for these like all right so you remember back in the day when you'd get a pizza and it'd come with a little table in the middle that'd keep the box from collapsing in it Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that but if they could like stack together like um like uh lawn chairs or like event chairs how they kind of yeah. stack together yeah. except for three legged so there was these things and it was this like this game idea that had to do with stacking these objects and so my friend got a thing for printing these and he started printing them but he couldn't like keep up cuz at the time i think he only had one or maybe two printers and so he shot me the file and I looked at it and it was a complex shape. Cause it was like, it was like a three legged, uh, thing with like a flat top. But then on top of that, it had like kind of a raised bump and it, looking at it from any angle, it would be kind of hard to print. So I basically broke it into three parts that were easier to print mm-hmm. and then printed those off. I never know if that game actually became like, a thing like if they launched it mm-hmm. um but but yeah no printing pieces is and and my friend you know he's a big board game person so when he for instance he has a game that we play we've played a lot that out of the box it, it's limited to five players but because of the number of cards it has it's easily seems easily expandable to more than maybe six probably six or seven players so he you know regular printed out you know the the boards for those people but he since it has like color specific tokens for each player he 3d printed little tokens for those players yeah so 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 what you're telling me is that in your house everybody could be the race car monopoly yes yeah they could be the blue race car the red race car (laughs) you don't have to fight anymore or the black race car because we've got so much freaking black filament yeah Hotels for days. Monopoly. Oops. All <laughs> race cars. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, okay. Um, I'll save, since we were able to squeeze a lot of content out of that, I guess I'll hold my other subject for next week. Oh, that, that's fair. I mean, if you want to. I yeah. mean, uh, we'll, we'll delve into a little bit of that. So, so I know Kevin played a little bit. David, did you ever play any much? Any uh, twisted metal back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I never owned it, but like any time I I had a friend who had it, we'd play it for hours. Yeah. So so I've been watching the uh, Peacock series mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Anthony Mackie, and it's mm-hmm. it's remarkably decent. Yeah. Um. It the the CG is a little ropey because it's definitely not a high budget show. 
Um, mm-hmm. It has more people on foot than people in cars for that reason. But I, I can't hate it. I mean, it's it's decent. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about the lore of Twisted Metal. Well, that's it's, just, the, it's, it's just the cars, lore like, doesn't... It changes per game. Yeah, that's so. the thing yeah. is that they've had, what, four or five games, and it's been different. They've, like, revamped the lore every time. So it's one of those yeah. things that it doesn't matter. But um, I, I'm, enjoying it, the, I'm enjoying the journey so far. So as long as it has cars with guns strapped to it and, you know, an insane clown that's not yeah, in Sweet a posse. Tooth is great. Although, Sweet Tooth is my favorite part. So you've been watching it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I think, six episodes in. Holy shit. I, I I have not started. I've I just finished five today. So so yeah, and and all it's funny that Sweet Tooth is building his own insane clown posse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I do nice. like I do like the fact that they uh, dubbed Will Arnett's voice over Samoa Joe's body. Like it, yeah. it works. No, and and they're both good. Like like Will Arnett, you know, has the good line delivery and. The, the physical actor, he's good too. Like I've never have I sat there and thought, oh, this is you know someone else's voice over well, someone you, else's body. You get that with a lot of wrestlers who, uh, mm-hmm. when they have to play the bodies of characters, because again, it's wrestling good is physical such a physically actors. demanding thing, right? Yeah, it's all about timing, and they just nail it. Um, so, so I'm not I'm not surprised to see Samoa Joe kind of. Do but I, I'm impressed to see how much like he's embodying the character. Yeah, like the performance would not be the same if he he wasn't like his uh, like larger than life in his mo- uh, movements. Yeah, right. no, it's been it's been a delight, and it makes it gives me hope for uh, the Fallout series because that's another yeah. one that where you know it the. It's not trying to adhere to a specific storyline, so they have a lot of freedom there. Whereas mm. something like Halo, it's got a storyline, and when you diverge from it, it just kind of it it hurts. Right. Like, yeah, I I'm, got, I'm not like... a, I'm not a big Halo fan, but mm-hmm. it still was enough to be, for me to go. You know, that's gonna really cheese off some people. I don't know too much about Halo. I got like maybe like five episodes into it, and then I just like I don't really care anymore. Yeah, and I, I watched all of it the first season. It was it was all right, but yeah, I think it would have been better served if it had you know been Spaceman Fighter. I don't yeah, know. Spaceman you know, Fighter J. And just like you have the iconic look of Master Chief, and the guy spends most of the time out uh, with the helmet off. Yeah, yeah, that's which I, it. Didn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah, and and it kind of hurts after like like a couple of years ago. I could you know have agreed that you know well you got to show his face, but after the Mandalorian, you have to like agree that you don't have to see the person's face for it to be a compelling and relatable character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. Uh, I mean, video, there's, there's video game adaptations are getting better, though. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no yes. doubt. I mean, look, we Kevin and I grew up in the era of the uh, the Mario Brothers movie <laughs> with uh, John Leguizamo and mm-hmm. uh, Anthony, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Not Anthony Hopkins. Not Anthony Hopkins. Though, uh, Bob geez. Hoskins. Bob Thank Hoskins. you. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. That would be funny. 
Luigi. It's a weird fucking cast of that movie. God. I don't know. But yeah, so. Dennis Hopper as Koopa. I mean, goddamn. I don't know. I don't think I have much of a problem with the casting. It was just the mm. the wild, like, cocaine and LSD-addled takes on the characters. Yeah, like, Mario Brothers is a very bright series, and to go for something kind of, like, industrial like they did is just... It, it's a weird move. Yeah. It is. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's all I have. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, do we want to go on our official break break and then come back after ads? Sounds good to me. Stay tuned for these break break breaks, and we'll be back after the break breaks are done. Break break breakity break. Hey, David, you know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's that, Kevin? Ads! What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates? How reasonable? Overly. How about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. Might as well go for it. Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact? Exactly. Just have them scroll down to the Advertise With Us section for more information. That sounds great. Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. Whoa. And Mike has died. It was wild that he died during the commercial break. I know. Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. I don't know oh, if it's that greatly. <laughs> and we're back. Woo! So, uh, Kevin has uh, shot his load, and I have also am, I also am spent. So, David, what do you have on tap for us tonight? So, it's my turn to ookie the cookie? You're yes. going to fill our distraction <laughs> hole with hot, hot distractions. Yes. Fill I, I, the distraction You know, um, this past week has actually been kind of like my vacation, as it were. Um, like, I, mm-hmm. where I, I had time off and everything like that. So I, I had a few things I could talk about. I did finally get my Xbox. Um, Woo! I will probably talk a little bit more about Diablo next week. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the big thing for me this week was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Hell oh, yeah. Nice. And I loved it. It was so That's good. That's good. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what I love about Ninja Turtles, because like, I've been a fan forever, um, and I've Duh. mentioned that several yeah. times on the show. Um, well, if you read your comic, you know. Yeah. Um, he likes toitles. I like, I like puddles. Um, so, so I like, love that they got that kid for the commercials for it. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sorry, so, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Because what, what I love about the franchise is that it reinvents itself. Um, and, like, every yes. variation is different. And this is different enough. It's doing its own thing. But, like, again, like, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, this is probably... I, I'm still not quite sure where I'm ranking it. Because I need to see it again. But um, 
I, I definitely put it at number two right now after the original 1990 movie. <clears throat> That's pretty damn good praise right there. Yeah, because I, I love... Then again, also, like, I'm never super critical with the Turtles either because I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the time Ooh. travel one. It's it's not good. Ooh. No, don't, here's the thing. No. It's not good. But, but, it's fun. <laughs> seeing Is them it wander, really? No, seeing them wander around in the samurai armor and all that, um, like, I, I enjoy it. Now, I actually liked the animated TMNT movie from, what, 03 or so? Yeah, uh, that was 2007. Um, okay. And that okay. one that one was my previous, like, uh, that was my number four. Because my original okay. ranking was the 1990 movie, Turtles Forever, and then the 2007 animated film. Now, which was Turtles Forever? Turtles Forever was the anniversary film that combined the oh. 2003 Turtles with the 80s cartoon 80s Turtles with the 80s the comic Turtles. Right. It, it, it was a lot of fun. That's uh, it, It's a great one. Um, I, I need to pick up the 2003 series um, DVD collection because it's included on there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Mutant Mayhem, ton of fun. Uh, they really emphasize the fact that these are teenagers. Um, I was going to say, I've loved the voice cast, what I've mm -hmm. heard so far. And, and I think that's my favorite part of the movie is just hearing the the turtles bounce off of each other because again they're all recorded in the same room and you'll, yes. you'll hear like little snippets of something where turtles are where they're reacting to something and like their different takes on it and everything like that because there's there's this one really fun little uh sequence when they're riffing on bacon egg and cheese um and it's like a good minute of them just kind of riffing on that and it's like the dumbest most teenager thing <laughs> possible yeah, yeah. See that I love when they have a full cast uh, thing going in the booth. It's mm -hmm. so much more fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just this energy to it. Um, you know, uh, visually, uh, I love the movie. It's um, they they mentioned that they they mentioned that when they were coming up with the look of the movie, they were thinking about like what teenagers would doodle in their notebooks. Um, oh, that's that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everything's kind of got like a slightly misshapen kind of look to it. Um, one, one of my favorite details early on in the movie, there is a um, a light in this building, right? And the way that they layer the animation, they actually have these like white squiggles overlaying the natural kind of light look. So it looks like they drew in the light as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's 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 just really cool. Um I love the fact that they threw in so many, uh, so many mutants. Um, there, yeah, there's some, that's there's some deep they cuts don't do there. that often. There, there's some deep cuts in there. Um, uh, yeah, you know, and there 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 are going to be people who are going to complain about like the changes to their origins and everything like mm -hmm. that. Um, my my first response <laughs> is number one, fuck you, who cares? Um, <laughs> n number two, like it's still the Ninja Turtles. Right, right. All the all the essentials are still there, um, but yeah, like it's it's an amazing movie. Like it's not just a good Ninja Turtles movie; it's actually a legitimately great movie. Um, That's always good. Yeah. Um, the the voice acting and because uh, I've talked a lot about the kids, right? But um, mm -hmm. the the other characters as well. There's some great voice acting in there. Um, Ice Cube as um, 
Superfly? Yeah, Superfly. Just oh, Which is so good. One of my favorite things I heard was a character named Superfly being played by Ice Cube. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're very clever in the way that they like reference um, hip-hop culture in there. Because uh, like Superfly is able to drop these references. I'm like, oh my god, I get that. Um, uh, I, uh, Io Edabiri, I, I think that's her name from, um, The Bear. She plays April O'Neil. She's excellent. Okay. She probably has the funniest scene in the movie. Um, and I, I really like this take on April. I, I think that this is one of my favorite April, uh, April O'Neil's. Like, I think 2003 was my favorite because it was closest to the comics. Because she was actually right. a, a science assistant to Baxter Stockman, yeah. But in this one, um, they're playing with like the the news reporter thing. But her being in high school, it's the school news and everything like that. But it's it's right. just it's a lot of fun. I love her character. And then um, Jackie Chan as Splinter was also a delight. I thought that was one of the best news, the like the best news I could have heard. Mm-hmm. Just because like Jackie Chan as Splinter, why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah, because, it, it, eh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. He's Korean and or Chinese. One of those Chinese is he? Chinese, not Korean. <laughs> Chinese. Um, See, even well, I can't get it right. Well, and, yeah. you know, Splinter's supposed to be Japanese. But, well, you know, I mean, the, the Splinter Ken, Ken is, Watanabe. The, the Splinter is de- definitely not. Um, oh, he's not I, Japanese. Um, I don't know how they're gonna tie it into the. Uh, the Hamada Yoshi thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the other thing is the way that the turtles learn martial arts is, uh, like, funny, plays on, like, YouTube video culture and everything like that. Um, again, I'm not going to spoil it too much. Um, they, they do set up something, and I, I feel like I know how they can co- course correct it. But I would like to talk about that, like in the future after the movie's been out for a little while yeah, longer. I, I don't know. I I just kind of have a. I mean, I've had this problem with like the Wheel of Time Amazon series and stuff. It's like changing stuff for no good reason. I I don't I don't think it's a case of that here, um, because the the movie is about um, like outsiders. They're really playing up the fact that the turtles are outsiders yeah. in the in the. Other versions, of course, they're always outsiders because they're gross mutants living in a sewer, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> in this one, it's about kind of like finding acceptance of outsiders, and they go they go a direction for the Ninja Turtles that I've not seen since like the Red Sky season of um, the original cartoon, when like the turtles were kind of acknowledged by the public. Um. Hmm. Yeah, so they go an interesting direction. Like, this is the most interesting new direction for the Turtles that's been there for a while. Maybe outside of the current comics with the whole mutant town and everything like that. But, um... I'm not familiar with that, actually. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm like, a big Turtles fan, so, like, I'm gonna probably throw a bunch of references to shit that you're probably not gonna understand. Um, But that's just, you know... And I love this franchise with all of my heart. You know what I mean? This is, like, my... um, almost like my Bible, weird to say. So, like, the fact that I can give this movie such, like, a seal of approval, um, as a fan, I think says a lot. Okay, then, 
So I do have a question for you then. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is is have you seen any turtles uh, interpretation that's just bad? Um, so I other saw, than the Michael Bay movie, obviously. Well, okay, that was going to be my go to answer because like I don't like the look of the turtles in the Bay movies. Oh, yeah. The characterizations are pretty good. Like as far as like. Again, it's hard to screw up the relationship between the brothers. You know what I mean? That's yeah. always the heart of it. Like, yeah. they, they did an okay job with the Bay movies. Um, yeah. Um, if I had a least favorite, I haven't seen enough of Rise to uh, Rise of the TMNT uh, to judge yeah. it fully. Um, but I imagine there's going to be a little bit of a hurdle for me. But it's one of those where it's like on my list of things to watch, that ever-growing mm. list of things. Um, but even like then, I've seen like maybe like five episodes. I'm like, no, this is pretty fun. See, I'm I'm just you know not to like diss you or anything, but I'm trying to judge your uh, objectivity. You know, and, th- and that's the thing. Like, how how objective can I be? Like, honestly, like the the original show. As much as I like love it and grew up with it, it's not very good. No, I mean, but then again, no, no cartoon from the 80s and 90s or very few cartoons from the 80s and 90s can really stand up. up like i love transformers and mask and thundercats they're terrible yeah i mean like watching them nowadays it's god awful and you're like oh please i want a a better version of this yeah like, the only the only one i'll say that holds up is the uh, 85 movie transformers right. like if you're asking me for the best ninja turtles movie best cartoon and best comic i can give you an immediate answer okay best movie is 1990 as of right now right um best animated series is um 2003 Mm. um because that one is kind of a nice blend between like the more family friendly version and the more mature comic book version of the turtles and my favorite comic um is the idw run up through That's like that, one, that right? first one hundred issues or so. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. that—that's how I'd rank them. Like uh, that. Those are like my best examples of turtle stuff. I think. See, I yeah. think my favorite animated series. I'm with you on the movie. The 1990 movie is obviously the best film version of the turtles we may get for a long time. Um animated i kind of really prefer that cg series they had oh, on nickelodeon oh yeah don't get me wrong 20 uh 2012 is so good it, it's a lot of fun um it's just like 2003 is like exactly kind of the tone that i look for sure and, and i think it has the better like continuity e- even though like by the by the end, uh, the last three seasons of the show, because of the way that like the schedule got screwed up and how the seasons numbered, it's I've, a mess. I've seen a video about that. Yeah, but like I think the voice acting is really good in the 2003 series. I think um, I think they handled the war with Shredder in those first two seasons like perfectly. So so what happened? Like you 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 both know, but you cut off from me finding yeah. out. Sorry. Uh there was a lot of what was it like uh studio interference, I guess. Yeah, so um or, or the, network the, interference. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, so they did a season that went direct to DVD and then they mm-hmm. did a series called um 
uh, flash forward, which put them in the future with the descendants of April and Casey. Um, mm. And then they did a final season called Back to the Sewers, where they were back in the past. So you had like four or five seasons of the show. Then they did a direct-to-DVD season. Then they go mm-hmm. into the, the future, and and it, it, that makes the DVD season kind of yeah. weird because that, it feels that, truncated. The continuity gets real weird yeah, on no, it, that's, too. That's really messing up a yeah, continuity. Yeah. Didn't like the last season throw into question whether the uh, flash forward even happened? Um, or no, like from what, what I remember, what I remember is that like flash forward, the events happened. It's that it's that DVD season, the the Dragon Warrior season, that's mm-hmm. kind of the one that seemed to be up in the air, and I wasn't quite sure how canon it is because that at that point the turtles are being trained to take on like dragon powers, and it sounds lame, but it's actually pretty cool. It also sounds like a toy company move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's that season that's the one where it's like we don't know if it's canon or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but if, that's that's with like mid two thousand shows, you know what I mean? Does sound like a nightmare of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, and, there's there's a really good toy uh galaxy video about it where he does in fact ask on all those seasons, is it canon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's asking a lot for, you know, your target audience to keep up with all that. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that's why direct that, to video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can understand direct to video, like specials and movies, but having something that, you know, is carried forward in mainline, that's, that's kind of a nightmare. Yeah. It, it's kind of a mess, but like at least the first, like four seasons of the 2003 series, like very cohesive, um, my favorite version of Shredder is the, um, there, there's like two versions of Shredder in the 2003 series, and I think they're both excellent. Uh, um, really? Yeah, okay, so like this is a spoiler for a show that's close to 20 years old now. Um, <laughs> so, so the first version of Shredder we meet is actually an Utrom named Terrell, who oh. is wearing a, a robot Shredder body. Mike, mm-hmm. you know who the Utrom are? No. Okay, Kang. Oh, okay. is based on the Utrom. Yeah, in the, the original. Comics. Yeah, Krang, the, the little guys. little brain dudes. Yeah, brain little brain dude. Yeah, gotcha. So, Which, so yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, you know, they just consolidated them into Kang in the '80s series. Oh yeah, and then the 2012 series when they brought the Utrom back, they called them the Krang. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Because it was so, just um, simpler at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so in 2003, the first Shredder we get used to, it's revealed that he's Cherell. He was a Utrom uh, rebel who took o- who who studied this ancient historical figure of the Shredder and adopted that personality. So that's the first Shredder. Then we have the immortal demon Shredder who shows up later. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's fun. Like it's cool. It's like two different really cool versions of the character. But when they revealed that Shredder was um, an Utrom, like a lot of people were pissed. But I'm like, oh no, this is cool. This is a neat spin. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it, it works surprisingly well. Especially, it seems a little silly at first because, again, Ninja Turtles is an inherently silly premise. But at one point, like, yeah. uh, Terrell gets out of his little Shredder suit and he's still able to kind of kick ass. 
because he knows how to do it. Yeah, this little tiny little brain looking thing, like doing his little jumping around and everything like that. That's amusing. Yeah, it, of it's course very we're fun. talking about we're talking about shows based on an original comic that, while it was fairly violent, also introduced Triceratops aliens. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, the Triceratops I don't know how great. serious you're supposed to take it. Like, and I I could talk. Uh, obviously, I could talk forever about this stuff because I can tell you like which series I think had the better version of the Triceratons and all of that. Um, it, like, if you get a chance, if you have Paramount Plus, the entire um, run of the 2003 series is on there, and it oh, gets good. it gets surprisingly dark. They actually had one episode they had to um, scrap because it was um, too dark for the network. Is is this the stuff about Baxter Stockman? No, no, but the Baxter Too hot Stockman, for TV. You know, speaking of Baxter, that's my favorite version of Baxter is 2003 because he just gets progressively more and more mutilated and turned into a brain in a jar. Wow, that's fucked. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I started re-watching the 2003 series, and I'm going to continue doing that because it's just so fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything against it. It was just, you know, it's during a period where I wasn't really watching. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the great thing about, like, streaming making this stuff available, you know what I mean? Because, you know, know, one of the things that I'll do is uh, I've I've talked about Pluto TV a lot. Um, Oh, yeah. They they have a Totally Turtles channel. Do they? Yeah, yeah. There's an entire channel where it just does reruns of Ninja Turtles. They'll do the 2012 series, the 2003 series, and now they're doing the 1980s slash 90s series. Oh, cool. I think they even did episodes of Rise for a while, too. So, um, like, you can just literally have Turtles on 24 hours a day, and you'll never know what you'll get. It's been great. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, they do have two Star Trek channels, so... That, well, yeah, well, there's enough Star Trek to, you know, warrant that. Well, there's enough Turtles to warrant... The, at least a couple channels at this point. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a um, Mutant Mayhem, good movie. Um, I, I think Seth Rogen did a good job kind of like um, producing the thing and getting the right talent in there because the director, the directors, I should say, were the ones who did the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. Which, right. uh, beautiful, beautifully animated movie. Um, and, um, you know, I, I almost want to liken some of the animation to uh, this Ninja Turtles movie to, like, Claymation, if that makes sense. I could kind of see that from some of the shots I've seen. Yeah, because there's a very kind of, like, uh, low frame rate quality to it, but works in its favor. You know, that's actually, there's several friends of mine that, like, love the art style, but, like, that choppy animation gives them a headache. mm didn't really bother so, me. No, I but yeah. I do understand it. It yeah. doesn't bother me either, yeah. but I understand it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you get a chance, you should see it. It's it's good. Like it, it has my seal of approval. But then again, you know, as Mike pointed out, I'm probably a little biased, biased. <laughs> a little bit. But um, like the the reviews are good. I think it's like at a 96 or 97 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, cool! And it got like an A Cinema score, so it's it's a crowd pleaser. Awesome. Yeah. I do want to see it. Yeah, you should. It's worth it. Very cool. Yep. Um, so, 
before we move on to anything else, we have a question, guys. <gasps> question time. Why, why wasn't I sent the question? I'm the host. It's mine. No, Did go ahead. Well, go to questions for the show, motherfucker. You, I didn't know there was one. Yeah. You didn't let me know. Actually, it's in distraction hole discussion. My bad. I put out a call and Ghost Forge came through because yeah. Ghost Forge always comes through. Yeah. Do you want me to read it? Go ahead. Okay. Did anyone ever get around to watching Captain Earth, that mecha anime where the aliens are after our Oregon energy? No. No. I cannot say we have. No, because I deal with Oregon energy enough when that lady comes in the store. <laughs> the one that gave us the J.O. crystals. I think... I I mean, I've, I was aware of this anime before it's been mentioned yeah no i mean even before we started mm. doing this show um but i never have watched it you know here, here's the thing i love getting recommendations it's finding the fucking time to yeah to follow through on wow them. they they really wanted to be evangelion oh yeah a bunch of <laughs> bunch of teens and you know tight skin tight suits and a big mech Hmm. It was produced by Bones. They do decent stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a very good doctor. I've yeah. been led to. I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> have to check it out. It, it's just one point. of those for the list. You know what I mean? Because I'm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I have. I have. I can look at a list of anime right now that is a mile long, and I still haven't finished Ranma yet. And that's just the anime, you know? You factor in, yeah. like, TV shows and no, movies. TV and shows, stuff. movies, just... yeah. Fuck. Not enough time in the day, God. Could... I mean, we could, they could stop making shit right now, mm-hmm. and I would not finish my backlog before I died. Yeah, and it's, it's also, like, I'll find myself watching something for, like, a long stretch, or, like, not even a long stretch, but, like, say a month, I'm just really heavy into something. And then I get distracted, and I need to co- go back to it. So, I, I, like, for example, Gundam. Like, mm-hmm. I was really plowing through the Gundam series, and then I got to uh, Double Zeta, and then I just kind of stopped because other stuff came up. So I need to get back into Gundam again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, not, uh, not enough time. I've not watched much Gundam before. It, it's fun. Like, um, <clears throat> I, I think I've probably talked about this on an episode at some point. Um, but I'll, yeah. I'll probably like talk about Gundam with an overview once I finish the main timeline I think, stuff. I think the most I watched was like when Wing was on a uh, Cartoon Network. <clears throat> yeah, that was a lot of people's introduction. Yeah, that and G um, Gundam. Yeah, I have I have a couple of Gundam Gunplas around. Yeah, one that I've one or two I've finished, and one uh, high grade I think I still have to start. Mm. I'm looking at it now. It's an easy eight. Uh, as far as Ghost Forge's recommendation, <clears throat> like it, it's on my list. I apologize yeah. for not getting to it. <laughs> I think, and like I said, I think it's been on my list since before we even started doing this. Show, I don't even so. know where yeah. it's at right now. Like I don't want to have to sail the high seas because I, with my internet yeah. being the way it is. Yeah. True. Yep. Um, yep, yep. I mean. Probably on country, country, country roll, country, country roll. roll. Yeehaw! Oh yeah, Crunchyroll um, crashed last night because of the One Piece mm. episode. 
Oh wow! Whoa! Yeah, Gear Five, uh, Luffy's Gear Five transformation. Like the the service literally literally crashed. I was so happy to see that happen. Wow! <laughs> and Gear Five is like the One Piece equivalent of Super Saiyan or something. Um. So so Luffy can. I, I'll do a One Piece episode, but like Luffy. Um, he eventually gets different transformations where he applies different physics to his uh, rubber body. And Gear 5, you find out that it's not even really his rubber body, but the the fruit has turned him into something different. I, I don't want to spoil it in case anyone um, is going to watch it, because like, the episode literally premiered last night. But um, th- this thing has been anticipated for a long time. No, no, uh. I, I know... Like I know where this is going because we all know where this where all of it go all of it goes. The fruit the fruit has turned him into a crab. <laughs> it's always a crab. Yes. Uh, you but know. No, yeah. Captain you, Earth you're, appears you're, to be. You're joking, but like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's oh, possible. No. It is possible, um, based on the nature of what this transformation is, and I I don't want to explain it. I want that to just kind of like hang yeah. in the air. <laughs> Oh, so you, you, you're I was not gonna... quite sure what it is, but it's intriguing. So apparently, at some point, Captain Earth was on Crunchyroll, but it's now not available. Oh, so I'm, they might not be somewhere where it's streaming. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll look into it. Maybe Prime. Let's see. Here. I'm looking at where it's streaming. To nope, just watch. Here. Well, we'll have to look into it, dig into it, and you know, yeah, really find. What 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 uh, what bodies of water have to be crossed to watch this? At, at some point, we're just gonna send up. Uh, we're gonna set up some sort of Roku media server, where like <laughs> it's a private channel where we just like share stuff. Not that yeah, we would commit we'll, any crimes. No, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, questions done. Is yep. it? Are we? Are we in the end game? We're in the end game, Mike. We it's have game uh, time. birthdays if we want to. Oh, oh birthdays. yeah, let's do birthdays. So, so it's Happy still the sixth too. over here. Yeah. And uh, today's uh, birthdays yeah, sure. include Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Oh, hey. Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Vera Damn. Farmiga. Who's that? Um, Did you ever see the Conjuring movies? Nope. Did you ever see oh, Babes wait, Motel? Wait. Wait, I do. I did she play? What's her name? Yes, yes, she played. Um, okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah she okay, also played Norman's mother in Bates Motel. Um, All right, okay. Like I, I, I have a crush on her. She's she's wonderful. Um, sure. M Night Shyamalan. Oh wow! Oh man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Lucille Ball. Ooh. Oh. Let's see. Uh. Punky Brewster, Soleil Moon Fry. Oh, wow. Oh, neat. She ha- and, and, like, it hasn't come out that she's problematic and an anti-vaxxer like Blossom or anything, has she? I don't think so. Okay, good. Good. Uh, Catherine Hicks. Catherine Hicks. Star Trek Four, whale biologist. Oh, my oh. God! That's a mom from Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see, the, my frame she- of reference is Star Trek Four. <laughs> yeah, same here, but no, I just always remember her being the mom from Seventh Heaven because the dad in Seventh Heaven, who also turned out to be a fucking pedophile, mm-hmm. uh, was the was Captain Decker in Star Trek One. Damn. There you go. 
Um, and then I don't know who this gentleman is, but his name is Peter Boners. Okay, I gotta look that Boner up. Boner <laughs> with a Z, and he was apparently a director for the Bob Newhart show. Oh, goddamn. But, but Peter Boners. Hmm. Which, what a name. Yeah, no, I'll that's, that's a great name. Mr. Peter Boner. The only way it could have been better if it was Richard Boners. We also Dick have Boners. a Hoot Gibson. Y'all, he directed Police Academy 6. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of boners in that movie. Oh, yes. yeah. Now, now who's, he, who's the next one? Hoot Gibson, a 1920s actor. I just, oh, that, yeah. Hoot Gibson. It, there need to be more hoots in the world. Right? Um, yeah, and that that's about... Oh, no, Andy Warhol? Fuck. Oh, my God. Wow, there's a lot of people with this birthday. It, it, it's weird. Every Every... Day we do this, there's like a ton of people. Oh wow! I'm, there's like apparently one thousand four hundred and eighty-eight names on this Fucking list. Hell. I'm curious I'm, who's on page two. Who's headlining page two? <laughs> Let's see. Just tell us the first one. Uh, Shoniqua, uh, Shoniqua Shandai. I have hmm. no idea who that is. No idea. Um, no, but you know they they can't all be like. Sure. A listers, but no, Warhol. it's still like um, or Punky Brewster. Interesting, man. Yeah, no, it's quite a few interesting people there. Yeah, I was kind of going through the list now. So yeah, th- those are our uh, birthdays. Um, thank you for entertaining us. Those of you that we know. <laughs> yeah, and for the rest, you know, happy birthday anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Now we're in the end game. Uh, so I have to. I'm. I have to admit I'm a bit ashamed of this one because I, I was very unprepared. Um, I just kind of threw it together at the last minute, and my answers for it are going to be pretty subpar. But um, it's the only thing I could think of. So I want you to think of your one of your favorite like non-movie franchises, be it you know video game, anime. You know, cartoon, even you know, just 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 have something in mind, right? You got it. Okay, sure. If you were in charge of directing and casting, who would you cast in that? Hmm. So, I I'm afraid Kevin and I might have a similar one. Um. I don't know that we do because I just went with the first one that popped into my head. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was Thundercats. Okay. Yeah, that's not what I had. And uh, fuck, I don't know. I don't know any modern actors. Yeah, that's kind of the problem I had. So I just went with some people that I knew. But, you know, come on. Uh, Lion-O. Who, who could be Lion-O? Oh, um, so someone... Um, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it has to be live action. So, well, oh, do do your um, do your favorite. Do uh do uh what's his face? Cavill. Cavill is Lionel. It's too old. I think. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, you can fudge it a bit. It's Hollywood. You can CGI him onto it. I mean, he he Kevin. He literally was. He literally was a tween. That got artificially aged. Who cares where he like stopped? Sure, in the show it was like mid twenties, but it could, maybe it was like mid thirties. Okay. Um, 
shit. I look up young actors. I'm like, I don't know any of these besides, actors. Besides, for Lionel, you'd have to get like an anchor name. So, Brad Pitt. He's way older than Cavill. Yeah, well, you said they're going to CG him. I didn't um, say, I, David said CG. I just said you could just fudge it. Well, it threw up Jaden Smith, and that's certainly Ugh, not going to fucking happen. Okay, fine. Tom Holland. Uh, okay, yeah. Tom Holland as a as a uh, I'm trying to say Leonardo. We've been talking <laughs> about turtles so much as Lionel. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Chitara? Who you know what? Fuck it, Zendaya. Okay, okay. Well, I put Pan- them together again. Panthro. Oh man, uh, gonna go Idris Elba. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Tigra. Hmm. 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 That's a tough one. Yeah. Because I want to go with older people, except for like Chitara. Yeah. Uh. God, Lionel. I kind of want to see him as like the big brother type to him. Chris so. Evans. Who? Chris Evans. Oh God! Again? Yeah. Why not? Um. I'm trying to get outside of Marvel here, but <laughs> the Marvel's consumed shit. every actor, so they yeah, really have. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Chris Evans, fuck it. <laughs> or maybe you put Henry Cavill there. I would cast Henry Cavill as Jaga. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Actually. Maybe Henry okay. Cavill is Lino. I don't give a fuck. One, one more. Mumra. Oh, Mumra. I'm trying to think of somebody with, like, the voice. Bad thing is, first things popped into my head is The Rock. <laughs> as, as buff Mumra. <laughs> and, like, as non-buff Mumra, you get, like, uh, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> So it's like spindly little Mr. Bean as as <laughs> as mummy Mumra, and then he turns into the Rock. Rock hard, <laughs> rock hard abs. And then the mutants are all just like CG, but you oh, get yeah. like some fun voices in there. And of course, Monkey and is Seth Rogen because it's illegal to not have him as some bad guy in one of these movies doing that fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, how about Timothy Chalamet as Lion-O instead? Who's that? The guy, uh, Paul from Dune. You're going for very, like, weedy guys. Yeah, I you're mean, going I guess for wispy work. people who would, like, get destroyed I'm just looking at names I know, goddammit. Well, well, then how about, oh, I don't know anybody either. Zach Efron. Okay, well, actually, no. You're right. No. Daniel Ratcliffe. <laughs> He'd do it too, motherfucker. Honestly, I could, I could see it. Yeah, no, that's why I'm going through this list, and, and he jumped out, and I'm like, the motherfucker would do it, and he'd be great in it. Okay, okay, we're all we're all happy with Kevin's uh, with that one at any rate. Sure, yeah, right. let's go on. David, what you got for us? Um, I'm gonna go with the Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. A very, yeah, sure. So, um, does it have to be live action? 
Yeah. I mean, that's what, kind of what we're going for. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Motherfucker. Okay. Um, more challenging. <laughs> uh, so th- this is hard because like Link, I just don't know if I could buy Link as a talker. Like I at mean, all. That, that, that is kind of the thing, but I mean, we're going to have to yeah. get used to it because you can't have a protagonist that just doesn't say jack shit all movie. Well, he, he does go, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh? And I, I think that that is a kind of a crutch that <laughs> yeah. Nintendo has just continued to hobble on. Yeah. Um, where they have every other fucking character talk. Yeah. And, and I don't think it, like, is more immersive. I think, in fact, it's more distracting. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, coming in hard talking. there. Wow. What, yeah. what do you think, Link? Yeah. yeah. And he just kind of, like, throws his hands out there in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Wow, He's that's like, oh, really right. deep and yeah. insightful. Yeah. So, um... Okay, so... Yeah, so just, just need just for Link. Just, just, you know, a twink Link. A, a, a twink, okay. Mm-hmm. Um... The Adventure of Twink. Like, I already know Hollywood is thinking of Tom Holland for that. No, I wouldn't go with Yeah, him I that. agree. I mean, he's... Yeah, I like Tom Holland, but... That, but, no, you know. already know that's the initial... Thought. Of course. Um... I don't know, because, like, it, it depends on what sort of link am I going for here. Am I going for, like, yeah, a, it's up to you. younger? You, they say you're, you're in charge, so you get to decide which link we're going The for. only rule I'm going to go with is you have to, it's got to be the link that, uh, that oversleeps. That, that's, well, that's, all all that's all of them. <laughs> I know, but. Okay. okay, we're all in on the joke then. Um, okay, so, I, I think we need... A teenage actor, because I I want my Link to be like probably around sixteen years old or so. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the story, so I'm gonna head to IMDb real quick to. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I might know an actor. Um, I just saw him on the birthday list. Actually, let me pull that back up. <laughs> and haha, this isn't cheating. This is just me being opportunistic. Um. Ty Simpkins. So, uh, he he was in Jurassic World and Iron Man 3. Um, he was also in Insidious, but he's the Oh, he's wait, the is kid. he a kid? Yeah, he was the kid who helped Tony Stark in Iron Man 3. He was at the funeral, yeah, and he was in The Whale. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and he's, uh, okay. he's a pretty solid actor. Sure, no, and, that's fine. I'm good with that. Like, yeah, tra- train okay. him with a sword. I want- I liked him in Iron Man 3, actually. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say Ty Simpkins for Link. I I don't have a problem with that. I like it. Okay, so I I, got to cast the Trinity here. You got to have Link, Zelda, and um, And Ganondorf. Or Ganon. Ganon, Ganondorf. Um, That's a question. Am I doing Ganondorf or Ganon? Uh, you have one that becomes the other. Oh, okay. It's kind of up to you. Like I said, you're you're picking the, uh, the version we're doing, so... Okay, so for Princess Zelda, this is this is the hard one because I have to think about what about Nurse Chapel? She's thirty-one, like I said. Oh yeah, sorry, forgot about that. I mean, she she could play younger, but um, I don't know. Um, I'm, who who plays uh? 
Siri and the Witcher. Oh, her. Freya. Freya Allen. I know who yeah. you mean. Okay. I could see that, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see Freya Allen as Zelda. That's fair. Okay, okay. Because um, there's a broad range of versions of Zelda as opposed to non-speaking length. There are different personalities for the Zeldas. Yeah, we, yeah. we, can, we so. can have her be a little older than Link. I think that would work. And then and, as far as... Um, and so which Zelda are you doing? Is is it going to be more, you know, regal? Uh, uh, was that like, you know, linked to the past? Uh, or, I don't know. She turned into Sheikah, man. Yeah, I, I think it might be or, fun or to Or like do more swashbuckling, of, you know, Breath of the Wild. I, uh, I would Tears probably loosely base off of like Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess. I think that's kind of the tone that people would want in a Zelda movie. Like sure. collectively, um, something that's a little more action adventure oriented. Uh, so so the ones I'm least familiar with. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I think um, I, I just completely forgot her name just now. But um, but yeah, yeah Siri, from, Siri from, from the Witcher. Witcher. I think she could be a good Zelda. And okay. then for Ganondorf, uh, who then later transforms into Ganon. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go. Um, uh, the Rock. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna go Idris Elba. Like I think he has mm. a voice that could work for Ganondorf. I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as yeah. like a casting goes, I don't think it's terrible. But who plays Tingle? Oh. Will Smith. I'm gonna say Seth Rogen. Oh god no, damn it. Uh, just see CGI him like puck in the um in, in uh, the Eternals. Mm, Nathan Lane. Like like they did with Patton Oswalt as Puck, just like CGI Seth oh. Rogen in a little tiny impish green bodysuit. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I I really after we thought talked about it, I'm like Nathan Lane. <laughs> that could be or, I don't know. I, I think better idea. Hmm. Either, uh, oh my God, what's the dude's name? That YouTuber. The YouTuber. I Dubs. No. Okay. Either I Dubs or Filthy Frank. <laughs> okay. Because Filthy Frank's the pink guy, you know. Yeah. He's already got experience in the suit. I don't know. I think. Um, I think. I stuck. The no, landing it's fine. It's your movie. Possible. It's fine. It's fine. Seth Rogen, you said. No, I, I'm not even being serious about the Tingle thing. I don't know if I'd fit Tingle yeah. in there. Oh, okay. There, but yeah, would just, you, would you just shove to, to do Tingle the Seth in there? Rogen joke. I think one of the rules is Seth Rogen has to be in each of our things. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, that fair. makes it hard for me. Okay. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. Yeah, I, I think we got The Legend of Zelda handled. I like yours. That's good ones. So mine... Yes, Mike, what about yours? Mine is... I Because this is the first thing I could think of, and... Probably it was pretty difficult, and I have some questionable casting choices. But uh, it's Bubblegum Crisis. I thought you would go Robotech. Mm. Uh, this is the first one that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. So coming up with four female Oof. leads. I don't Jesus. envy you. Yeah, and considering in the show they were, I would say they were in their twenties. 
Cilia may be closer to 30, but no, they're all in their 20s. So I I definitely have all over the place. And some of them, so like for Pris. Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Um, So obviously I wanted someone that could sing. Right. And so I was trying to think. I I waffled back and forth with uh, uh, Jess Bush, which is Nurse Chapel. Okay. But I thought she was a little too cutesy. And I went with my overall, like, who I thought kind of more embodied that style of character. Mm -hmm. So, Scarlett Johansson. She's got the voice. Yeah, she she does a good rock voice. And her voice is a little raspy, like Pris. She might be a bit older than, you know, the, you know, time, but we can fudge that. Sure. So who cares? I, yeah. It's your movie. Yeah, exactly. So Scarjo as a Pris. Okay. Celia. Mm. So when we talked about it earlier, gave me the idea. Or actually maybe I looked it up and I gave him the idea. But anyway, uh Christine Chong, uh La Nuni and Soon mm. from uh okay. Strange New Worlds. When I found out how, you know I won't say old, but you know, she she's you know, more mature than now, we expected. The only thing I'm going to say is you did just cast Scarlett Johansson in another anime thing yeah, playing a Japanese person. Well, well <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be, it's no, all I'm, over. I just that's think why, it's funny. You know, that's why I went with someone that was a little, maybe half, I don't know her exact lineage, but, you know, she's half Asian. Yeah, or somewhat like that. Um, Nini... Oh, super cute. Nini. Yeah. That I decided to go with uh, Jess Bush because she's super cute. And mm. she d- she can do the awkward, sure. And then for Lena. Mm, my favorite. That I had to think about for a while. I couldn't really think because I was trying to go for someone on the younger side. So, and I don't know a whole lot of young actors. You're going to bring back Rue McClanahan from yeah. the dead. <laughs> so, I thought... You know, why not throw a curveball here and do uh, Zendaya? I was just going to say, okay. use the cast of Euphoria in your, your set. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just the entire cast of Glee. No. Uh. Now, as far as Mackie goes, I have oh, no fucking man. clue because it's just, you know, get some random teenage boy. Who's horny for his sister's friends. Yes. Because okay. he's surrounded by women and... And works in a lingerie shop. Just, that you know. poor son of a bitch. I haven't seen this show in forever. Oh, I love Bubblegum Crisis. I d- can I throw an idea in for you for one character real quick, Mike? Hmm. What's that? Daily? Yeah. You remember Daily? Oh, God, I forgot about Leon and Daily. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Da- <laughs> no. No. Uh, what's his name? Plays the Flash on the CW. Oh, Frank uh, Yes, him. Okay, yeah, I can see that. As Daily, uh, the, the homosexual... Uh, police officer. That's t- that's typecasting. Yeah, but I know he could do something with it. Yeah. Um. Leon, though. Is Leon. Leon. I, I keep Seth suggesting. Rogen. No. Okay. No. I will do Henry Cavill as Leon and I, have him being super awkward and shot down constantly. Because be funny as hell. Is. Yes. You know, he's super hot. Yet mm-hmm. Chris is just shutting him down left and right. Yep. Okay, where do you fit Seth Rogen in? Um, uh... <laughs> uh... 
oh, he's the chief of police. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> they just make him like a random thug. Was he a black guy? <laughs> Shit. Um, I don't know. But it, the other thing I had written down for casting is for the uh, uh, Genom, like executive. Oh, yeah, Chris Pine. I don't know why. Chris- just I, I like the idea of having Chris Pine as the. I uh, like bad that guy. actually. Chris Pine. Yeah. No, I'm down with that. But. Seth Rogen. I don't know. Just have him as a boomer, and he goes, <laughs> and then his skin ooh, ooh, rips the, off, and he's yeah, a one of those like kind of creepy, like slightly like super creepy boomers. Sure. Okay. He goes, <laughs> and then like yeah, <laughs> skin rips off. yeah, and he just burst into blood and skin and the robots there. Yeah. You just want to see Seth Rogen explode. Well, you know, he wouldn't look like Seth Rogen. Well, he would look like Seth Rogen. What am I talking about? It's live action. Yeah, just Seth Rogen exploding his CG blood. It would be yeah. fun. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's our game as it was. Uh, <laughs> there are no winners or losers to the game of Distraction Hole. That's true. But it was an game. Do we have any uh, housekeeping before the end times? Just... Listen to SuperNatPod over on SuperNatPod.rocks, and you and when you subscribe, you'll get this show. I, I got something to plug. Oh, I was recently on Flagged for Content, a friend of the yes, show's you, podcast. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin so, showed me that. Um, yeah, just look up Flagged for Content on YouTube. It's a show about vexology, which is the. Uh, like world of flags it's oh, it's it's interesting it was a lot of fun to be on that um i got to talk it's, about it's, like flags in my comic it's not the science of being annoyed no no it is not i think i even I'm made vexed. that joke at one point during the episode. i can imagine you did yes all right um, i do have good finish i was gonna say it's a lot of fun um yeah you know i i wasn't expecting to um I never would have thought I would have been on a show about flags, but it turned you out know, to be really interesting. You know, I said the same thing, and I've been on twice now. Right, right. Do, do, does this Harvey Danger song get brought up a lot? No. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I do have a little housekeeping thing. It's been in my my handy-dandy podcast notebook for a while. I keep forgetting to read it. But I should apologize oh. for something I said in a previous episode. Uh-oh. And I should apologize for offending all piss enthusiasts of any gender, not just piss boys. And I should say <laughs> all of you should just fuck off. Yeah, yeah. not just fuck off piss boys. Yes. All, all gender, all non-gendered and multi-gendered piss People should fuck off. <laughs> so fuck off, piss enthusiasts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I can oh, make God. some jokes, and I'm not going to. Please don't. <laughs> Very specific we references. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now it just leaves closing out with our affirmation, and uh, I think I'll once again delve into music because you know that's the poetry of the soul or some shit like that right yeah sure why not um and it it comes from one of my favorite songs uh take the time by dream theater and y'all have to 
regret call me on this if I ever repeat some of these because I'm I'm not original sometimes or I forget what I uh, say. But uh, it is uh, find all you need in your mind if you take the time. Hmm. You have all the tools. Hmm. Just you know, give yourself time sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I like it. And maybe a cat. Yeah. So do that, you dumb son of a bitch. Yes, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> well, good night. I'm tired. I'm done and tired and tired and done. And I've got a cat trying to chew my bag of chips. Ah. And she's okay. licking it. Stop biting that, dummy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Stop. Bye. <laughs> shit over.